Welcome, everyone, to the Adventures with Steppers podcast. We've made it to episode eight. If you're new here, welcome and thank you for tuning in. If you're coming back to support your girl Steffers, thank you for continuing to be on this journey with me and riding that wave. This week, I have one half of Dillo's Diz. We have Jen Dillo in the house or on the computer, and we go on many tangents, talk about nostalgia. We do all the things. So make sure to like, comment, subscribe, review, all the things, and enjoy my talk with Jen. Okay. Hello, Jen. And welcome <laughs> to the Adventures of Stuffers featuring Gimli podcast because i 9 out of 10% positive that he's going to bark during yeah. this recording. He's gearing up right now. He's, yep, he's on this window. He's... That's right, buddy. That's right. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. I'm so happy that it's uh, just us us ladies here tonight. I know. Now that there's I'm anything wrong with Frank. Nothing no. wrong with Frank. I just, yeah. you know, we don't need that angry energy. Right. And I mean, I, I think I need to know where you're at with him at this point, because at one time you said, perhaps he's a little scary. You're a little afraid of him. I mean, where are we at? now i deliberately text him now so we're on good terms oh that's good does yeah. he answer oh Not is that always. what you yeah you can't expect that <laughs> have you heard I mean, from jeffers <laughs> he doesn't answer things come on i just it's fine um frank has really his scary vibes really yeah. depleted okay after i co-hosted co-hosted with him yeah will that change oh probably for sure mm. like he's he was on my poop list Mm. When he, you know, didn't say hi to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Drove right but, through your state. And I was not going to confirm that he drove. But <laughs> yes, correct. Also, right. for the folks at home, Jen is one half of Dillo's Diz and Frank is Frank, her brother. Yes. Sometimes. When right. she Much when older she brother. Well, did you really have to put him on blast like that? I it's did. That's what fine. I do. That's how I roll. That's, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Anyway, if you don't check them out, do that. We'll plug her again at the end. We do all the things on this show. I do what I want, honestly, because it's my show. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> but me and Jen are winging this episode mm -hmm. because, frankly, I just wanted to have her on and just talk to her one-on-one -on -one because it's always Disney News or I throw in Universal or Frank has to you know, be there. Interrupt us. Yeah, you know. something like that. So get it. tonight is all about Jen, all about her story. <laughs> I don't love that. <laughs> <laughs> at least the folks aren't staring at us. So it's true. The introvert just... me does not love an episode about Jen. <laughs> well, that's okay. At least uh, if Lewis has us on his big screen, it oh, is just yeah. the Adventures with Steffers podcast logo. It is not. Right. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it maybe helps. I'll put our picture on there. No, it's fine. <laughs> I won't do that. But Ty That picture's cute, now. actually, so it's it okay. Is. Yeah. I mean, we can keep it. It's fine. That boomerang of me is really attractive. <laughs> I, honestly, it's the funniest thing, and I love it. You got to learn to laugh at yourselves, people. If yeah, that's the one thing sure. you take away from this kerfuffle of an episode. Yeah. Learn to laugh at yourself. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Jen. Yes. I usually like to start off my episodes 
mostly because all of everyone is a Disney person. Mm-hmm. I like to throw in Universal too when it applies. I don't sure. know if it'll really apply for you much, but it's fine. Um, if you want to give the folks at home a backstory on how your love for Disney came about, you can even share your little, you know, you can share the thing that you're going to share. Just tell the folks at home. I don't know what I'm going to share now. <laughs> I believe in you. You know, read my mind. My little thing is that I'm going to share. Um, <laughs> um, so let's see. So I grew up going to Disney every year for vacation uh, with my family, Frank included. He was there. Um, and yeah, so it was like our second home because that was pretty much the only vacation we took every year. We used to go once a year, then it kind of moved to twice a year. And then after college, I moved down there for two years and I worked in Epcot and Innoventions West. And then after that, um, after moving back to New York, had a different job, but then I worked for an airline, which allowed for some benefits so I could visit Disney monthly, pretty much. Um, So my love of Disney has continued to grow over the years. I now have kids, so I'm now witnessing it through their eyes, which is nice. And then about three to four years ago, Frank and I started Theme Park Thursday with Dillow's Diz podcast, and kind of just to share our nostalgia, our our fear of change, and we like to describe it as two Disney kids growing old, but he's a lot older, so. So he's already there. Yeah. Yeah, we're there. Okay. I have many questions. Okay. I got to think about this here. (laughs) So for the folks at home, she clearly does not live in Florida, Mm -hmm. and if you can't tell by her accent, (laughs) she lives in New York. That's right. You guys didn't go anywhere else? Other than Disney, like that was your like staple vacation. That was our staple vacation. One year, I was seven. Uh, Frank was 14-ish. We went on a cruise. And then one year for a long weekend, like Labor Day weekend or something, we went upstate to Villa Roma. But yeah, it was Disney. That was it. Now, my parents would go on their own vacation every year as well. So this was like the family vacation. And then they would like do their own thing. It's nice nice way to live i mean that's i was literally about to say it's nice to have an adult's getaway i just my someone i follow on instagram actually her parents just went to disney by themselves and didn't invite her i mean she just Mm -hmm. went but they didn't invite her um and i just find that funny but i also like same i would want to go without my kids and just kind of have a couple's getaway yeah my parents would typically do like when we were growing up they would go on a cruise for like a week um as their vacation and then disney was like the family vacation but now they will split up their own vacations as sometimes they go to disney and sometimes they go on a cruise so those are their own vacations by themselves oh mama and papa dillo killing right the vacation game (laughs) there was more questions that i had okay so was the i'm i really don't know a lot about disney is the college program was that a thing at the same time that you worked there it was a thing i was not a part of part of it it was a thing Mm -hmm. just wanted to make that distinction that you just worked there you didn't do the college program right so i went down like i finished school uh my last semester ended like in december so before Mm -hmm. my final semester that summer i had gone down and worked there for three months came back up to finish my last semester and then moved back in january and then, like, stay there for about two years. 
So my follow-up question will be, why did you leave? Why did I leave Disney? It was a few reasons. Uh, one of them was uh, I didn't see myself in Florida long-term. I So I never had like a, oh, this is when I'm going to leave or I want to, you know, stay a while or I'm going to be there for this amount of time. So I never had that in my head. Um, and then Mamadillo uh, had breast cancer and had gone through chemo and everything. And after that, I kind of felt like I was going back and forth during all of that. And then um, once that was done, I kind of felt like I should be back home. So I moved back up to Long Island to be closer to home. See, I feel that. Wow, that was mm -hmm. a great little tie-in to my overall like oh. theme here. That was cute. Okay. I like that. It was unintentional, I know, but we did it. Um, when my, that's how I decided where to go to college. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things where I was from Miami, but they were too, it was too much to stay in Miami. Mm -hmm. So I went to the second best, best place, the West Coast. So I wanted to be closest to home, mm -hmm. but not necessarily home. Right. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, I just, it's, we're good. We're fine. But I completely understand the, the commute itself from going coast, like one side of Florida to the next side. I can't imagine going from Florida back to New York, but yeah, eh, I would mm -hmm. go crazy insane. Yeah. And then Frank, I'm going to get into this with Frank, but Frank also worked at the parks. He did. Yeah. So he worked there um, kind of mid to late 90s, uh, and then he moved Sorry. back to New York, <laughs> moved back to New York when you were born, um, and he moved back to New York in 2000, um, and then when I moved down, it was like 2004-ish, so mm -hmm. um, yeah, so he worked there, which I'm sure you'll get into his whole history, so I don't want to step on that episode's toes or anything. That's fine. It's Frank. Interventions, one of my faves. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite part about interventions? Working? Oh. <laughs> working. Well, both, I guess, if they're two different answers. So yeah, I worked in Interventions West in the IBM exhibit. And for me, when I used to visit, Interventions was more like something we walked through to do like a cut through to the land or a cut through to test track or whatever. We wouldn't really like stop and take in the exhibits. Um, so a lot of times when the exhibits were crowded, I would be like, what is everyone doing in here? <laughs> go, go enjoy the theme park. Why are you looking at desktop computers that I was um, hired to, you know, help promote? But um, so it's kind of like exper experiential marketing where we're kind of showing off all the IBM products without selling them. Uh, so we had like a video game and we had a live demonstration area and we had little kid games and all that kind of stuff. It took a lot for me to overcome my fear of like public speaking. And I had to just focus on the people I didn't know and be like, I will never see these people again. Let me just talk to them. But as soon as I would see people I know, I would like turn red and freak out. Um, but to answer your question, my favorite part, I kind of feel like my favorite part was just meeting some of the guests. Um, I, I would like to you know, chat with them, find out where they were from, if I recognized an accent to point that out or, you know, talk with the newlyweds or point out a birthday or whatever. Like I liked all that 
positive guest interaction because there's plenty of other stories to counteract that. But that was probably my favorite, you know, when we got some stickers in, giving some stickers to the kids, you know, that's a good time. Um, but also just the fact that I worked in Disney, like that was amazing to me that I was like, oh my God, I'm walking into Epcot every day as like my, this is where I work. This is what I've always wanted, where I've always wanted to work. So always wanted to work, but uh, don't work there any longer. So yeah, exactly. A little circle moment for us. Yeah. So interventions changed. I'm really going to date everyone right now, including <laughs> Frank. Interventions changed by the time I can remember that I visited. Yeah. Also cannot remember the difference between East-West. I just went to both. Yeah. But at the beginning, when I was really young, it was like an air conditioning break. And then yeah. as I got older, it became like a fun interactive thing. Mm -hmm. So I grew to appreciate that for sure. I can't, my thing is, is nowadays with all the stuff that's happened with Disney, I can't imagine working for the company. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I wish I can like look back at like how the culture used to be. Mm hmm because when you and Frank were dealing with that stuff, you know, it was just a different time. Yeah. And for me, like Frank's checks were signed by the mails. Mine were not. So I was an operating participant uh, and I was like third party. So I worked for a marketing company whose client was IBM and they just happened to be in Disney. So I was kind of working for three different companies at the time, but Disney didn't sign my checks. So there was also a little bit of a difference there as to who we had to report to and what we had, you know, we went through a different type of traditions than regular cast members went through. So it was um, a little bit different, but I don't know. But there were definitely differences between cast members and like us, I guess. I feel like they're different standards. Yes. Because at the That's same the word I want. I mean, I figured. Because um, <laughs> they instill the same quote unquote values, but yeah. you're held to a different standard to kind of uh, uphold them, I would assume. Right. I don't know your life. I just I'm making <laughs> assumptions here. I mean, I wore a name tag. So to a guest, they would not know any different. They would just assume I'm working for Disney. So technically, while we're on stage, I should appear like any other Disney cast member, but behind the scenes, it was a little bit different for us and cast members. Yeah, um, I'll have the name tag. I, and mm -hmm. like I said, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah, um, because I guess they, that's kind of the point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. The I so that was intentional. You applying to that company to to work there. Or so you know, things tend to be about who you know, and okay. so <laughs> my friend's friend mm -hmm. uh, went to UCF and okay. their big sister in the sorority fraternity world was the manager <laughs> of the exhibit at that time. And that's how I got my in. I was just kind of figuring out like, do I apply to the college program? Do I try to figure out something else? What should I do? And this kind of, I followed this path. So that's how that happened. Hmm. Who you know, people. Who if you, you know. take if you take something else out of this episode, yes. is it's who you know that'll it's get you far in you life. Know. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you mentioned the whole when you when you started your whole public speaking, because I know you've mentioned it before, especially on mm -hmm. your show and like lives and stuff. Mm -hmm. But now you have a podcast, <laughs> and now you like record and do lives in the in the parks and Disney Springs and all that stuff. <laughs> and I just. I just 
I'm not like even Lewis, I will give props to Lewis because Lewis, I don't know when this episode's coming out, but you just went to Disney with Val for Val's birthday. And he was absolutely killing the yes. Instagram story game. Like I'm yes. not comfortable enough yet to do it in a line. <laughs> like mm-hmm. when people are behind me and like staring at me, yeah. I won't do that. Yeah. But he was just like talking, giving opinions, you know, doing his thing. And mm-hmm. I'm so proud. I know. It was so good. And he was so comfortable. Like it was just I'm not there. No. I I feel that way. Even though I went live with you guys, one time in Disney Springs, I was kind of like huddled in a corner though, kind of hiding. So no one really no one knew what tell. I was doing. And then the other time I was with, you know, the husband and kids. So I was kind of using them as a shield a little bit. <laughs> but I don't think I could stand there with my phone as I probably should be doing. And go live or record a video or do a story or something. I don't know if I could do it because I'm so afraid of who's watching, what people are thinking, and probably no one even cares. Like, no one cares. Literally, the same thoughts that go through my head. And my thing is, is that you're also trying to spend time with your family. So it's like, Mm -hmm. that's right. And that's the toss up too, is like my last trip, because it was with the family and it was our first family trip in a while, I really wanted to keep the focus there as opposed to like I'm there for the content even though you know I try to get the content and when I could but when me and Franco and it's just us then we can kind of like do whatever and play around more um but yeah when it's the fam it's a little tougher that way I don't have kids and we probably that's a whole nother conversation I don't have kids I have a gimli <laughs> we can get into that if you want but <laughs> we'll get into your side of that in a second <laughs> oh man what a conversation that is (laughs) but I will say growing it's just one of those things it's a generational thing so you went when you were kids so it's just one of Mm -hmm. those things where you just want to soak in the time with your kids but now with Mm -hmm. social media it really is a whole new whole new ball game Mm -hmm. and then you don't I've met your children and I love Mm -hmm. her children by the way at everyone Um, but you don't like post them on social media because, you know, to protect them and the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I respect that, obviously, but that's also hard when you're trying to do something and they're very interested in what you're doing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're just like, mom, I want to be famous too. Yeah. 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 And especially in this crazy world where for them, they do watch things on YouTube. So do all the kids at this point, you know, there are other kids on YouTube. There are other shows on YouTube. So to them, it's like, what do you mean? You know, they will often ask me, um, for those that don't know, they are referred to as the seven-year-old and four-year-old anytime I refer to them. And so, um, did I say refer to many times? Um, but, (laughs) uh, so yeah, so the seven-year-olds will often be like, why am I the seven-year-old? And I'll say, well, because I, I don't tell anyone your name. And he's like, why not? Why don't you tell people my name? I'm like, oh, because I don't know everyone that's listening to the podcast or everyone I'm talking to. He's like, right, right. Like <laughs> trying to process like, I know, but I'm like, remember you learned about internet safety? <laughs> so <laughs> do they ki- teach kids that, that or did you teach they that? They do. They, they teach kids that, um, and I'm not that old, man. You're not. So I need to act. That is a good question because you may have learned that. I did not learn that in school, obviously, because I'm way older than you are. So there was a cyber bully, but I don't, that was, I think just like an up and 
wow, I don't want to say up and coming because that's not a good thing to up and come in <laughs> society. But I don't like don't give strangers your addresses. I guess chat right. rooms were a thing when I was growing up. So I mm-hmm. guess we learned some form of it. We just didn't learn all the nuances. But of course, it grew since then. Mm-hmm. But wow, I'm glad they're teaching kids internet safety in school. I just I think yeah. most of it was just don't give out your address. Yeah, and it's kind of tied into that conversation now, the whole stranger danger. I don't think they say stranger danger. I forget what they say. But, you know, it's tied into that whole conversation of you don't give out your personal information and all that. And if you're online, especially there's all these games now, you know, I try to shield them for as long as I could with these games, but like Roblox and I think, what's the other one? Among Us. There's a few games out there that okay, kids there are, are already playing. Age are playing yeah. that. Yes. And... In first grade, they're already playing it. So, you know, to explain, like, no, we can't just accept whoever as a friend on Roblox because you don't know them and you don't actually know who they are. And, you know, they need to learn all that now, too, which is pretty crazy. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing, though. When I was younger, most most games weren't like multiplayer they were like Mm -hmm. a cd disc and you just play through the story and i never got through the story because i got scared about the game or i like was (laughs) dressing up barbies or i yeah you know or they were quote-unquote educational games Mm -hmm. but they were like disney characters to make it fun yeah (laughs) jump start for kids with a cute i think it was a dog was it Mm. a dog i'm gonna say it's a dog i can't remember what jump start is anymore okay I think that's but that's really what it was. And then I want to say the first like online game where you could like talk to people mm-hmm. was RuneScape. Mm, which I don't even know what that someone, is. I have, the seven year old does not need to know what that is. <laughs> for that. Roblox, really? That's what the cool kids are doing nowadays. That's fine. I'm not judging them. And and it's funny because like he'll play it, and most of the time. I mean, he doesn't, like, know what he's really doing, and I'll always, he'll show me what, like, room, whatever it is, I don't even understand, what room he's going into, and I'll see some and be like, "Mm, no, no, not that one, maybe this, like, cutesy one over here, Um, and yesterday was actually the first time he was playing where, most of the time, it's like him, his little character just running around emptiness, I mean, like, nothing's happening, yesterday there was, like, I guess, other people playing and some were like trying to like beat him up like in, in the game. He's like, hey, hey, why are these guys doing that? What's happening? I'm like, let's get out of this one. Let's go to another one. <laughs> go back to running around aimlessly around this game and not actually interacting with people here. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to yeah. something. Because I like have the chat off. I have, you know, requests have to be approved. I have, you know, all Parental that. controls. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I'm going to circle back because we okay. went on a tangent about children yeah. and that's fine. <laughs> I love children. They're all, they're, they're, you know, fine here. <laughs> your love for Disney. So Disney World was mm-hmm. your, prefer- like your family vacation. What yeah. about the movies? Was movies tied into your love or was this mostly just a parks situation? No, movies definitely tied into it. Uh, we were big on the movies we were um you know i think i come from being more of a 90s kid uh when i was i was born in the early 80s but you know so grew up in the 90s that i was big into little mermaid um lion king beauty and the beast aladdin you know those movies came out at a point where like i can remember seeing those movies for the first time and i can kind of remember 
how those movies felt and what people thought about them and all of that. So movies definitely tied in. I, you know, would dress up like the princesses with my cousins. Um, we would watch Peter Pan with Mary Martin, which is not really Disney, but but whatever. Um, to me, it's Disney because it's Peter Pan, so whatever. But yeah, we were all in across the board with Disney, I would say. That's a very long answer. When did answer to say yes? No, that's fine. I like long in-depth answers. <laughs> so my so with your kids now, did you show them the movies before you took them to the parks for the first time? Or did you just go to the parks? No, they went to the parks for the first time because one went when they were five months old and the other when they were almost four months old. So almost that was their first trip. <laughs> that was their first trips. <laughs> they were in at the parks before the movies. However, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse was very big in this house for them. I mean, that counts barely because yeah. it's not like, you know, but I get right. you. So what was the first Disney movie that you showed your children? It doesn't count. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse does not count. Right. Hmm. You don't even it was remember. Probably, I don't. And it was probably, though, like Toy Story. I know. But I, I, I'm trying to remember like the first, well, I think for the seven-year-old, the first movie he sat through, I believe, was Inside Out. And then, so I feel like Pixar probably dominated at first. The four-year-old is all in on all the princesses, so she's been watching princess movies for a very long time at this point. So probably princesses, one of the movies was probably her first, maybe Cinderella, maybe Frozen. We saw Frozen 2 in the theaters so i don't know i would say pixar for the seven-year-olds kind of dominated first um i will accept toy story even though that's pixar but it's fine right yeah i get it i know um do we want to discuss any ties you have to universal we can i am happy to answer any questions you have go ahead and let the folks know your lovely relationship with universal i'm going to spoil it and say it's not lovely i it's not not lovely. I just don't have much of a relationship with Universal. That's all. We went when we were kids, probably once or twice. Frank worked there, so that'll be a good conversation. Um, and I went there. I quite honestly have not been there in about, I don't know, 15-ish years. That's fine. But I don't not like it, as he is known on the podcast, Mr. Snydillo. He... Uh, worked there in college and he was more of a universal person before working at Disney and then he converted so he That's had we that half friends wild exactly you guys are besties and I get that and I'm okay with it but um for me I don't know I think it's just because we were so into Disney and Universal was more of a sporadic thing that we just never had a huge tie to it but I don't not like Universal. You just still can't handle a lot of the rides which I guess we That's can segue. <laughs> we can segue into saying this because I also you and I think Val Angela, too, I think, have mm -hmm. motion sickness, vertigo, some, you know, something that hinders the rides of that you can handle. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious to know which ones you can handle. I, I'm going to gauge your universal standings with what you can ride at Disney. Mm -hmm. Just because I know some people, some of my friends have motion sickness and I'm just 
curious to kind of compare and contrast and see what if they were to go to Universal, what they could handle or what maybe they should skip. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Fast and the Furious is always a skip to anyone listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I feel like my motion sickness has gotten worse over the years. Like I always used to be someone that would get like a little car sick. Um, at this point I have been taken out by vertigo some days. So now, you know, I'm growing and changing and it's great. On my last trip, I did go on Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain. I was okay on those. I went on Everest a couple of years back and felt very like shook by it after. (laughs) So I don't know if that was the start of these changes I'm going through, but Star Tours always kind of got me a little bit. I could handle it, and I went on it a few years ago as well, and was still okay with it. Right now, I don't, I don't know if I would go on it. Mission Space, no. Mission Space has been a no for years. I mean, no. Uh, and I'm trying to think what else. So I feel like more. It's more like my head shifts, you know. So it's more of that than like the actual, I don't know how to describe it, but I did go on Flight of Passage for the first time on my last trip and I was okay on that. I felt two shifting moments, but otherwise I was okay on it. So what I, so it sounds like Everest is rough probably because it goes and you can't, right. you guys can't see my movements, but I'm shaking <laughs> every which direction. Anyway, so it sounds like Everest is because of the jerkiness. So mummy is kind of compared to Everest in some manners of speaking. It's I think it's faster and I then the backwards part is not as long as it is on Everest. Yeah. So you might be able to do the mummy, maybe. I did that in that picture we haven't shown you yet. Oh, there's a picture <laughs> I haven't seen. Interesting. That's fine. Flight of pa- so it sounds like simulators you're actually okay on. He sometimes, like, Star Tours after a while, I don't know if it's the length, too, like, although Flight of Passage was pretty long. Flight of Passage is pretty lengthy. Yeah. I don't know, but Star Tours will get me sometimes. I will say, so if Star Tours gets you, I would say Spider-Man would probably get you, just because the car's actually moving. Jimmy Fallon and Minion Mayhem, they're not very, they don't move very much. Yeah. Um, in terms of the actual vehicle, it's more just literally simulating that you're moving. Um, mm-hmm. What else? I mean, E.T., I'd... come on, people. Yeah, I love E.T. I'm also part scaredy hat. So that's the other problem with the Universal rides is you got some big coasters there that I'm like, nah. Well, you'd get sick on them anyway. So, like, you get a free pass. It's fine. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Woody Woodpecker was for the can... past, but. <laughs> oh, well, that was before. That was pre-stuffers. So it does not matter. <laughs> oh, okay interesting i just it's i get motion sickness and i it's hit or miss what i can handle it it also i think ties into my anxiety because Mm -hmm. the hulk i can do sometimes up to twice Mm -hmm. uh, up to twice up to two times um but then if i do like spider-man and dr doom that's too rough on everything and it's not fun confiscos can attest it's just not a fun time for suffers um but velocicoaster i went on and i didn't i didn't even feel woozy yeah um the second time i went on it when i was with my friends i got dis like i felt like you know when you get up 
from a nap and you're a little disoriented. Mm-hmm. I felt like that, but I was already halfway to like a different area of the park. Right. But I will say, I think it attributed to me not drinking water after mm-hmm. because when I went with theme park Rob, shout out, holla. Um, theme park wifey Tracy had waters ready for when we got off just because we were sitting in that line for love two hours. Tracy. I love her too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that attributed to it. I also think just in general hydration attributes to like the whole nausea thing. Yeah. Um, simulator rides. It depends. Spider-Man has gotten a little jerky, but I was okay when I rode it by myself when I went to the meetup in June. Uh, Kong is fine. I highly recommend Kong. I think you'd do great on Kong, and I actually mm-hmm. like that ride. It's mm-hmm. the same mechanisms as Fast and the Furious, but it's just an all-around better ride, and the queue's really nice, too. Right. Forbidden Journey, don't do it, because you literally will probably puke all over cool. all the wizards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Side of the Hippogriff you could do. That's cute little coaster. Okay. I mean, yeah, there are things... I mean, and I'll get back there eventually. I believe in you. I think when the seven-year-old is older and maybe decides that he likes, maybe he maybe reads Harry Potter, that'd be a yeah. good little gift from uh, me. I would I would probably go there and do that. Yeah, that's kind of our plan. And he had thought maybe he would be getting into it earlier in first he's about to go into second grade so earlier in first grade or i guess as this podcast drops he's already in second grade um but we thought he would get into it yeah i don't know what age kids read anymore like is that (laughs) is that a second grade reading level uh he could read it yeah he just um i think when we started it and attempted it it was a little overwhelming because it was like just so many words where, you know, a lot of his chapter books are a little more spaced out or whatever. So I think, though, we'll give it another go soon and see if he gets into it this time. But I think once he's, because he knows of Harry Potter and, like, he kind of likes the idea of Harry Potter. So it's kind of just getting him over that hurdle. Yeah. Harry Potter. I'm trying to think of what else, like, I think once kids reach a specific age they should they should um at least see Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade if they're into Harry Potter yeah um whether they can do the rides or not I'm trying to think so seven is second grade I really don't know grades or ages anymore seven going on eight wow I feel old I know tell me about it because second grade like I can remember second grade well so that's tripping me I remember my teacher but that's about it so, so maybe like nine or ten, yeah. Like yeah. maybe go, maybe go see Harry Potter. See if he'll, see if he'll dig Harry Potter. The book I haven't read the books. I'm going to be the first one to admit I have not read the books. Mm-hmm. I've tried. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I wasn't a huge reader. When I was younger, I am down to revisit it now that I'm older. Yeah, but I don't own the books, and I just haven't had a chance to. Like, sit down and uh, I just make up way too many excuses. These people make, uh, like, people make challenges. Oh, I'm going to read 50 books in uh-huh. one year. I'm lucky if I read one. <laughs> I know. I'm horrible about reading at this point. It's pretty bad. I think post-kids, I've been pretty bad with reading. Unless it's their books. 
I mean, they technically read books then in, right. in your defense. That's true. Okay, we talked about the parks. We talked about, and we really went on some tangents there. <laughs> I really did. Oh, there was a question I wanted to pick your brain about. Okay. Um, just, you know, giggles and mm-hmm. laughs. You guys decided to start a podcast. What is something, I'm going to ask Frank the same question so I better remember <laughs> this, and this is going down in re- recorded history. What is something you would tell yourself, like your, like before you started this podcast or like what went like at the beginning of the pod, mm-hmm. what would, what advice or what is just something that you've noticed over the years that you would just like to tell your younger self? Right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Frank, I'm young. Think about uh-huh. it. Think about it. There's like a, there's a part two. Okay. And then since you've been doing this for so long, I feel like I'm interviewing you because you're so famous. I just <laughs> getting so bothered over here. I'll send you an um, autograph touchdown. <laughs> thank you. Um, what is like what have you found? Because I have a friend that's wanting to do a podcast and I kind of gave her kind of just what I've noticed. Well, I mean, I've only been doing this for a couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, but what have you noticed are things that work? What are things that maybe you see other podcasts doing? that you guys want to try to do on yours. I know that it it varies by like niche. Mm-hmm. But you know, true crime podcasts have like those I don't know, I don't listen to true crime podcasts, but they're very like popular, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of like what kind of things like work for you guys and then what would you kind of tell your younger self. Honestly, I'll extend that to younger self either in the podcasting world or in just like a life overall. Oh, in life, life world. I mean, that's <laughs> I feel really like podcasting's a little bit better. But, yeah, you know. podcasting might be better. Um, all right, let's see. So when we started the podcast, it was because we we have kind of always, and Mama Dilla will always say that she for years would be like, "You guys need to be doing something together." And Frank decided he was going to start a podcast on the Improviser's Guide Network where each day would be a theme. So he had like Wrestling Wednesdays and um, Talk Tuesdays and it was Theme Park Thursday. So that's where it was born. And so when we did it, our very first episode was a live watch of The Great Movie Ride because it was about to close. And it's literally us watching someone else's YouTube video (laughs) of the great movie ride and just talking over it. And I have not gone back to that episode and I probably should and then just cry about it because I know that I probably didn't say much. First of all, we were using like little lapel mics. Like we were not, we were just sitting there watching it. We didn't know what we were doing. And I was so afraid to just talk going back to my public speaking because I'm like, nobody cares what I have to say. Who's going to listen to this? And going back to that as well, during that time, I had no idea Disney vloggers existed. (laughs) Disney podcasts existed. Like I just, as big of a Disney fan as I was, I never got into that world of like, oh my God, everybody has a Disney podcast. Everyone is on YouTube talking Disney. All these things are happening. I had no clue. So I, it wasn't even like, 
oh, I have been a fan of so many and I just wanted to be, I was literally clueless about all of it. So to me, I was like, nobody's listening to what I have to say. So one of the things I would probably tell myself is like, yeah, somebody's going to listen to it. It's fine. Just talk. It'll be fine. I think another thing is to stay like authentic and be authentic as possible and stay true to who you are. Frank and I will often say that sometimes we were the entertainment at family dinners where when we hit a certain age, we kind of just played off of each other and like would just, I don't even know. I can't even describe what we would do, but we would just play off of each other, make people laugh and like tell crazy stories or imitate people or do silly things or whatever it was. And I think when we stay true to that, that's what comes out and that is what has been relatable. Like we have gotten feedback of either, oh my goodness, you remind me of me and my siblings, or I wish I had that relationship with my siblings or whatever it is. Um, and that's not to say like Frank and I are these perfect little Brady Bunch siblings, although we've been accused of that before. But um, <laughs> I just... <laughs> I just think that when we stay true to that, and sometimes that means us going off on our tangents, off on our rants, off on us talking about random things, people relate to that more. We have had guests on our podcast. Our guests have been people we have been watching from afar for a very long time. They either tie into our nostalgia. We have been fans of theirs. They meant something to us growing up whatever it is, there's been a connection. We haven't had like random guests on that, you know, we just pulled off the internet or whatever. These are people that meant something to us. And I feel fortunate enough that especially during the pandemic, we kind of started reaching out to these people just to see what would happen. And they were saying yes, and we were shocked. Um, and so, you know, to talk to people tied into or that have been on the Mickey Mouse Club or to tie, tie into our love of jelly rolls or whatever it is to have spoken to these people is like, oh my God, or to talk to people that were part of Citizens of Hollywood and hashtag always MGM that we literally stood and watched every set of theirs while we were growing up. And then to just be like having a friendly conversation with them is like, what's happening right now? So it has been a crazy ride and to watch it evolve over time. And I still hear from people, I like it better when it's just you and Frank and you're doing your thing and you're having your rants and you're going on your tangents. Some people have liked the guests and I think we're trying to find like that happy medium. So the long, very long-winded answer <laughs> to your question, to stay authentic, to be true to who you are, to because the audience you want will relate to you more just being who you are. Don't try to get people to listen that you don't, that, that don't, aren't going to relate to you. You don't want just an audience to have an audience. You want the people that are going to get you, are going to appreciate you, are going to laugh along with you, are going to like what you have to say, not like what you have to say sometimes, but that's still okay. And you know, it's, it's been hard for me to not constantly go, oh my God, am I being judged? Oh my God, are people listening? What are people thinking about my voice? I hate the way I look in this YouTube video, whatever it is. And I battle that all the time. But I think 
you just have to keep growing and keep going day by day. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Don't overthink it and just keep pushing through, trying new things while staying true to who you are. It's a very long answer. Are you still I mean, No, I am still awake <laughs> and I, it's funny because like people can't see me and you, but I'm still here and I'm just very um, intrigued. <laughs> I'm processing. I think <laughs> Um, Gimli has also input. He says that he's intrigued as well. Oh, good. Um, I think my biggest thing, at least with doing my show, is I want to have a different take on these. Well, first of all, I want to have my friends on because I have some very talented friends that are all doing different things or have a different journey and have similar passions and all this other stuff. So that was what I wanted to do because when I wanted to do this podcast, I was like, I don't know what I want to talk about. I don't want, I didn't want to do the news because I just mm-hmm. don't want to commit. That's, that's way too mm-hmm. much. And I, I'm not like a news. I, I don't like to give my opinions on things unless mm-hmm. it's on someone else's show, AKA mm-hmm. yours or um, morning monorail. So what I wanted to do is, is I wanted to do something a little bit different, tie in the theme parks, tie in kind of my, what's it called, my reason to do everything. And I found the easiest way to do that is ask people why they love what they love, you know, what is it that they love, and kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. Like this episode, I don't know what we were talking about. We talked about it <laughs> once. I was like, oh, what do you want to discuss? And I find it that it's easier to just kind of go into it to have a conversation. And like even now, I, I mean, I'm learning new things about you guys that I didn't necessarily know before or I didn't remember that you guys mentioned on a show or, or something mm-hmm. like that. And that's, is that authentically me? I'd like to think so. <laughs> but I do fall into the trap, at least with social media and like even my blog, I'm just like, well, what do people want to read Mm -hmm. or what do people want to hear and at some point there's a line that I have to draw that says this is the content that I like and this is the topic like people need to appreciate who like appreciate what the people I have on have to offer Mm -hmm. maybe one day I'll do a show by myself I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of commitment (laughs) but I just I like having different perspectives different voice like different just all around because you're a mom too i know angela's a mom all Mm -hmm. like most of my friends aren't moms um or dads or Mm -hmm. married or you know pet pet owners you know there's there's (laughs) a whole gambit of people that i just happen to know and talk to i applaud that you guys reach out to people because i am Mm -hmm. absolutely terrified to do that (laughs) that's just me though Mm-hmm. Eventually, I will get there. I've actually met a lot more people now, especially through like Facebook groups or just interacting on Twitter that I just feel more con- confident, more comfortable, not confident. Stuffers <laughs> will get confident, but she's just <laughs> comfortable. And it's one day I'll get there. I'd like to have the, the newer people that don't quite know me or, and I don't quite know them and just kind of get to know them while mm-hmm. we're just chatting here. That's my goal. Yeah. I think, and if I can go back to one of the many, many things I said in my long-winded answer, Mm -hmm. coming into it that I had no clue about other Disney podcasts, other Disney bloggers, 
one of the biggest things Frank and I talk about is the community that we have found. And it's 100% true. You know, we kind of grew our following on Twitter first and probably still that's where most of our following is. But that is where we met other Disney podcasters, other Disney vloggers, other, and not that we really consider ourselves Disney vloggers, but what, you know, other people in this community trying to do something. Do you have a website? Do you have a blog? Do you have a travel agency? Do you have a vlog? Do you have a podcast? Whatever it is. And we have learned from them. We have always come from the place of I'm not competing with you. Um, don't, I don't want anyone thinking there's a competition here because to me, there's room for everyone and people will want to hear what we all have to say. And maybe they prefer one over the other and that's okay too. But there's been such a community that I feel like we've really found a good group of people um, whether it's some some that have become friends now or even some that are more social media acquaintances that keep it positive and keep it encouraging and supportive. And I think that's amazing because I, can, I think it can go down a route, a route of competition and, oh, what are they doing? Or, you know, and I, I'm not about any of that. So it has been awesome to find a community and it's also been interesting to your point of like, what do people want to read? What do they want to see? What do they want to hear? Because we go through that as well. And, you know, especially when you're trying to build an audience, the fact that we were able to build on Twitter, but Instagram, we are just like still just clawing and climbing. YouTube too. We are doing a slow climb of like, we're just going to keep putting it out there. We're going to keep having fun with it all. And whatever happens, happens. And I think as long as it's still fun and you're still in it because this is what you wanted and what you want to share and what you want to build on, I think that's all you can do. And and the rest will fall into place. Maybe it won't like you thought it would or look a little different, but hopefully it'll all fall into place one way or another. Yeah, patience is just one of those things that I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's my main problem that I've kind of just learned to over, I won't say overcome because I'm still overcoming it, but mm -hmm. something that I'm working through um, for sure. But I, like I've talked to you, I've talked to Angela, I've talked, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people about like imposter syndrome and kind of just struggling through this. Mm -hmm. And this stuff isn't easy. It is, but as long as it's enjoyable, like tonight we, you, you know, you were out all day and then you're like, oh my God, I forgot. It <laughs> happens. It honestly happens. Some, I was supposed to record with my friend um, a, a few weeks ago and I said, I genuinely do not feel like it. Can we push <laughs> this to next weekend? There are just some times where you're just tired and the last thing you want to do is have a meaningful conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. Yep. That was one of those times. And then sometimes Gimli just likes to bark or <laughs> whine right next to me while I'm trying to record. <clears throat> but it, I mean, that's just, I mean, half of this stuff is just going to end up in the show because mm -hmm. that's part of, I think that goes back to you saying, you know, being authentic and just kind of, yeah, I can edit this stuff out. But what mm -hmm. fun is that really when I'm just trying to share people's experiences and how they juggle everything and blah, 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 that I'm trying yeah. to, you know, like all, yeah. all the things. I'm, I'm glad 
honestly, when we started this, I was like, I don't know where I want to take this conversation, <laughs> but I'm glad that we got to this point mm -hmm. because I think it's a really important, this is honestly the actual important message that you all <laughs> need to take away. I know I, I, I said two other things. This is really what it is. I just, it's nice to see that also age isn't a factor. I know we joke and call Frank old and mm -hmm. I'm the youngest in our friend group, but mm -hmm. it's really refreshing to kind of connect with people. Mm -hmm. And even Jackson like met Lewis and Val when we were down there um, and Justin and Sam. So it's just kind of nice that, that age isn't of like childless millennials and all that mm -hmm. jazz. Like I'm yeah. just glad that that's not a factor because the, mm -hmm. the community that we have is really great. Yes, I agree. Yeah, it does. It doesn't matter where people are from, you know, how old people are, how young people are, it, like none of it matters because we have found our people, you know, we joke that we're all on the lost island and I think you still need to watch Lost, right? I mean, yeah, ja yeah. Jackson loves that show. Uh, I tried and then I, yeah, it's fine. I'll try again. We're all on the lost island and we just found our little group of theme park nerds here. And, and I think it's pretty awesome that we have people now that we talk to in the UK, in other states, in Canada, you know, and it, it's great. Like a few years ago, I didn't picture any of this. I didn't think all of this would come from us doing a live watch of The Great Movie Ride. <laughs> but I'm glad it has. I am very happy it has. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is there any last minute words of wisdom that you want to <laughs> tell the folks at home? It can be long-winded if you'd like. That's uh, because that's how I've been rolling this whole episode. As someone who is afraid of if people Public will listen speaking? to what she has uh -oh. to say, right, all I've been doing is doing long-winded answers. Let's see. I mean, I think, you know, you <laughs> you half-joked with the, in, you know, in this world of podcasting, what advice would you give to yourself or just in life? And really, I think the same rules apply for life as well, where you can't take things too seriously, you can't overthink, you can't get held up with people who are trying to compete or or trying to shoot you down or whatever it is you just have to do what makes you happy keep pushing keep evolving roll with the times change with the times and but you have to bottom line just be happy and be doing what you love to do yes life advice i definitely remember what you said i was here a real life moment I had to pause the ending of this to take my dog out. So real life for you people. <laughs> so everything that Jen said, I'm I ditto that. I really am <laughs> I'm dillowing this ending because that's the true dillow way. Mm-hmm. I'm not a sibling, but I'm gonna call myself one for five minutes. Yeah. Do it. Jen, tell people where they can find you. And I guess Frank, if you have to tell if you have yes. to share about that. Let's see. So I am on Twitter and Instagram under Janillo, J-E-N-I-L-L-O. Finally tied in an Instagram to my Twitter account. So that's fairly recent trying to keep up with that. Also, Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz every Thursday on your favorite podcasting network catcher device thing. Also, uh, I do the Magical Mommy Monday podcast with our friend Angela Dahlgren that drops every Monday on your favorite podcatcher as well. You can find us at Magical Mommy Monday on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And on Twitter, we're at Magic Mom Monday. And I think that's probably it, right? 
Those all my things. Sometimes Steffers co-host with me on uh, Theme Park Thursday Live over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Dillow's Diz. Dillow's Diz is also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And check out Dillow's Diz Resort.com. Oh, yeah. Dillow's Diz Resort.com. As Frank likes to say, say $1 gets you access to the one channel Discord. And more. I'm really, I really, it really makes me cringe when it's only one channel, but it's fine. <laughs> We're all friends. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I should start. I was thinking about this. I was like, I should do like a Steffers promo. I don't know what we would like discount or give away, but Steffers mm-hmm. promo, mention my name at checkout, but oh, like yeah. mention my name when you follow or subscribe or <laughs> you get nothing. That's right. But that'd be cute. Little... You never know. Maybe you would. Maybe you would. Let's see if it works. <laughs> Let's see if, if you follow Jenillo, Dillo's Diz, and Magical Mommy Monday and mention Steffers, maybe we'll I'll find some sort of giveaway. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll think of something. We'll, totally. we'll collaborate. <laughs> um, if you're here, you probably follow me on everything already. But if you don't, I'm Adventures with Steffers on Instagram, AsianZing95 on Twitter. Check out my blog. I am currently updating it and adding more stuff to it so by the time you're listening to this maybe i have something new that you can read it's adventureswithstuffers.com where you also can listen to this podcast if you didn't already know that if not you can catch it on apple Podcasts and spotify any last minute words of wisdom jen i'm very honored to have been a guest on this podcast I very much um, appreciate I'm it. honored that you agreed to be a guest on this podcast, let's be honest, because who wants to talk to me for 30 minutes to an me. hour? I do. She's the only one, guys. Gimler doesn't even <laughs> want to talk to me for that long. He gets That's a lie. But I appreciate you all for tuning in. Maybe you're listening to this in October. Maybe you're listening to this before. Maybe you're listening to this after. Happy Halloween. Happy holidays. <laughs> happy New Year. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Maybe not New Year, but you know, happy almost Halloween. I think this is coming out before Halloween. I wrote you in my schedule. Okay. Will that schedule be upheld? Maybe. Oh yeah, okay. I think uh, this is going to come out before Halloween. So okay. happy Halloween, everybody! Can't wait to see your costumes. That, that's close enough. We'll go. We'll leave on that happy note thank you all for listening to this many tangible tangible tangential tan i don't know words anymore yeah thanks for listening to this episode maybe i'll have one next week maybe i'll have one in two weeks stay tuned to find out have a good uh, day night evening afternoon 